What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Luke Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And quick reminders, we are in the last week of August. We're in August, right? Uh, so make sure to download and play Wipeout Omega Collection Sniper Elite 4. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those. Come back at the end of this week. We'll be talking about them on Plus Club. Let us know your opinions on those games. We'll let you know ours. And fucking, if you got VR, try out Wipeout Omega Collection in VR. Because that game, I bought it for the VR when it originally came out. I that barely has to be trippy. <laughs> I've barely played it uh, the normal way. Uh, game of the month, randomly picked, was uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Make sure to download that. Buy that. It's not free anywhere, I don't think. And play that. And if you played in the past, join us at the end of the week for game of the month. I'm all over the place. I haven't done like a traditional episode in a while, so I'm just like... What do I do? Um, <laughs> play that. Come back at the end of the week. We're going to be talking about that uh, for game of the month. And uh, yeah, love to have you join that conversation. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. Also, uh, I just want to throw out there and I'll work it into my spiel at some point uh, in future episodes. I am now on Twitch, obviously. YouTube's back up. You guys probably already noticed, but I'm also on Mixer now. So if you're on Mixer... Uh, check me out at uh, nine while nine. I already added it to the box. You did? Yeah. Oh, link down below. So, pick your poison. I'm on three things now when I stream, so check it out. And also, Twitch and Mixer have really good quality. YouTube doesn't. Mixer probably has the lowest latency too. Yeah, it looked really good. So I was like, oh shit, Mixer is actually pretty decent. So that's that's an endorsement. I'm not getting paid by Microsoft, but if they want to, they can. Yeah, I actually sat. And obviously, we got to do Taste Tuesday, but we sat yeah. there, did, watched all three streams, and Mixer was the quickest out of all of them. So. Yeah. And Twitch is pretty fast. So, pretty, Twitch is pretty fast, but Mixer YouTube's was not. like instant. Yeah. So, which is cool because I thought it was um, my dual streaming website that I use. I thought it was the reason why YouTube was delayed, but it's not. It's just YouTube. It's just YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So, that's kind of disappointing because that's. Where the community's at. Uh, yeah, so Tasty Tuesday. Let's just jump into us because we, we, let's just jump into this because we don't got a fucking whole lot of time. I'm all over the place. I just got home from work. I'm fucking tired. You guys understand? Okay, first bit of news. <laughs> I've been saying that a lot lately. I'm just like, you guys understand. You guys understand all the shit I'm going through in my life. Uh, yeah, so as you guys probably already know already, uh, Sony has bought Insomniac Games, uh, developer of the recent Spider-Man uh, PS4 game uh, via Kotaku. As much as I don't like reading from these guys, they got the info. Uh, it says Sony has purchased the California-based game studio Insomniac Games, best known for last year's Spider-Man on PS4. Insomniac will become an exclusive PlayStation developer, Sony says. Founded in 1994, Insomniac remained independent for 25 years, working largely with Sony on series like Ratchet and Clank and Resistance. I forgot about Resistance, but also with other big game companies like Microsoft, which published the colorful open-world game Sunset Overdrive, unlikely to get a sequel anytime soon, which kind of makes sense because that was through Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I doubt they're going to be like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. You know, they're all about, like, fucking, we're all about the, the gamers, and they've been so far, but in that regard, I can't see them being like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Insomniac also has worked on several VR games with Oculus, including the upcoming Stormland. I've never heard of that. Currently announced as an Oculus Rift exclusive. Notably, Insomniac's previous VR games have not been released on PlayStation VR. That's about to change uh, in the future, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what do we think about what pretty much seems like a no-brainer? Uh, Sony buying 
Insomniac Games, a company that they've had pretty close relations with for a long time. I would think that last sentence is probably really important is that they've already, I mean, they're pretty much just at home already. Yeah. They've made three exclusive titles now uh, for Sony, um, each of which have done, you know, at the very least decent, because I don't think Resistance did bad. I'm the only person who doesn't like that game. So I think that's a pretty decent uh I, say, I know a lot of estimate. people who at least like played and got some enjoyment out of it. I love Ratchet and Clank. Rob um, loved Resistance. I would love for Ratchet and Clank to continue. Um, Rob-zistance. I think with Sony money, it probably will. And then Spider-Man, if I read that right, 13.2 million copies, they're making another one. 100%. You know, when, I, <laughs> when I played it, I was like, we're getting a sequel. Yeah. There's no way they're not making another that, one of these. That's too many copies sold. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at three million copies, I'd be thinking they'd be making a sequel. I think so. it, I think in my stream I did recently, make sure to go back and watch that. It's like four hours long almost. Um, somebody was saying like Monster in the World sold like fifteen million copies. And I was like, that's like that's like the butter zone, man. Like you want to get like six million sold if it's a triple A game. If you're up past ten, that's great. So yeah, Spider Man's on thirteen. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're thrilled about that. So. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say on this other than like, welcome to Sony. Uh, I look forward to seeing what projects you get to do now that uh, they're paying the bills essentially. And uh, yeah, if you bring anything out like you did with Spider-Man, I'm sure it'll be great. So yeah. Um, as anybody who's been playing games long enough, you know, I'm pretty um, relic well acquainted with insomniac games and playing their games for years. And um you know, I've always admired them, but I've never been a huge fan of them. It took Spider-Man to really kind of show me like the the capability of what they're able to do. Like mm-hmm. they're the really a fucking uh, talented company, and I've always kind of known that. But Spider-Man's just like really fucking good. Like like you can't even really debate that. Um, but it's kind of amazing that, yeah, they made Ratchet and Clank. They did the fucking remaster, the remake recently, and it was really so neat. Good. It was really neat. So, and after I played that, I was like, I'd love for them to make like a legit new Ratchet and Clank now. Um, so, if anything, I could see that happening now 100%. Because that's a series that, you know, I kind of connect with Sony. So, it kind of makes sense. Resistance, I'm not a fan of that series, but it's been so long since it came out. You could easily put out resistance now, keep it pretty similar in the sense of like alien invasion or whatever with old school weapons, but make it modern and make it feel better. I'd be open to try it again because it's not going to be the same game anymore. It's been so long that you know they, you probably get those crazy weapons that you're going to expect from Insomniac, but hopefully a better first person shooter. Uh, and I'd be down to play it, so that'd be kind of cool to revisit. We're definitely going to get another Spider Man, um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And again, it's it's just really smart of Sony to do this, to just lock them in because after the success of that, you know, they've had close relations, but they've, they've fucking dabbled with Microsoft working on sunset overdrive, which I played a little bit. I thought it was okay. A lot of people actually really liked it, but it was kind of like a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, a a game that if you played it, you like kind of like Alan Wake. It's a game. If you played it, you dug it, but a lot of people didn't touch it. It's really kind of an unsung hero, and I wish more people would have tried it. I probably should have played it some more, but, you know. um, So they have dabbled with them, make an exclusive. So it makes sense. Sony saw the potential of what they did with Spider-Man, how well it was received, and they're like, okay, we're just going to lock this down. It's We're done. Like, you know, that was great. We're going to buy you. It's also really really interesting to mention, too, that um, Sony hasn't bought a studio in, like, for fucking ever. I think the last time they bought a studio was, like, on PS2. 
So it's been like years and years and years. And their studios um, have just been killing it then. Yeah. Well, they just make new studios and stuff. They don't purchase them. Typically. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Microsoft recently was just like, U12 over there. And they're like, huh? They're like, you're ours now. I don't have to invest in, in, in all this crap you already have. Yeah. yeah. You guys are all doing great. Just come over here. <laughs> and they're like, okay, Microsoft. Uh, which, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do in the mm. future as well. But so, that, I mean, that's that's kind of a, a big deal to to see Sony go like, okay, we're going to buy buy you. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. They got close relations. They're making awesome games. They have the potential to make, uh, you know, great games in the future. They have uh, imagination. Every single game, whether I'm a big fan of it or not, on that list, all super imaginative. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And none of them are the same. Yep. So I mean, like, this is a really fucking big get for Sony. It's really exciting to me, and I can't wait to see what they come out with next. Although, if I was gonna bet, if I was a betting man, I would just say it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. Two, probably. I I can't see them going like, you guys did great with that last game. Uh, what do you want to make? Uh, Resistance Four? No. Or you know, <sighs> even though I know Crystal Dynamics is is doing it, but I. Like these guys Ooh. could make another superhero. It doesn't have to be Spider-Man, especially within like the the Spideyverse. Yeah, a Venom game would be cool. Although I just feel like they're gonna throw Venom in Spider-Man. Then maybe we can get a offshoot game, which would be cool. Yeah. No, I would love to see them just expand on that. But even like using that formula, they could very easily make any other superhero, like you know, an Iron Man game, for example, and it would no. still be great. So X-Man, an X an X-Man game, all of them, all the X-Mans. And if they were, if they're all hands. playable with that kind of quality, I think people would go nuts. I'd play so. a fucking Wolverine game like that. Um, yeah. So overall, I think this is really fucking cool, really awesome. Uh, it's a really good, um, like I said, get for Sony. This is a really smart move, and just it just makes sense. They got that relation. Um, so yeah. Best of luck to both of them. I think they're gonna both do great. Uh, you know, working together now. And uh, I can't wait to see what they come out with next. Anything else you want to say on that? Nah. Let us know in the comments what do you think about Sony's acquisition of Insomniac Games. What do you think Insomniac Games is going to make next? Uh, what are you most excited for? Would you like to see any of these uh, games come back? Do you think there's a chance we could see Sunset Overdrive 2 on Sony? That'd be fucking crazy. Or PlayStation. Maybe they can buy the rights to that. Although I don't think that. That'd just be like a, a fucking strip. No. Doesn't matter what the price is, we're just not doing it. I, I just couldn't see them giving that over. No. Um, just, you know, for the fucking pride of it. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Resistance. Were you a Resistance fan? Would you like to see another one of those come out? And if there's something you'd like to see these guys work on in general, let me know in the comments below. Uh, second bit of news is where the show gets a little bleak. So GameStop has confirmed it has uh, laid off 120 people. Uh, this represents 14% of the company's headquarters associates. 14%. That's not small. Other so, corporate people. <clears throat> yeah. But this coincides with uh, Game Informer, I believe, as well. It does. So, uh, via IGN, since I'm just reading articles today, uh, <laughs> Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey is out. No, I didn't know that. I'll have to go check that out. Okay. So, GameStop has confirmed layoffs at its corporate headquarters, which has affected over 120 corporate employees, 14% of the total associate uh, workforce at the company headquarters. In a statement to IGN, GameStop 
confirmed that it initiated the layoffs as part of its GameStop reboot initiative, something we've talked about prior on the channel. GameStop's been having problems for fucking forever, and they're trying to figure out what the hell to do. Uh, in quotes, it says, we can confirm a workforce reduction was implemented, impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate base at our company headquarters, as well as some other offices, GameStop said. As part of the previously announced GameStop uh, reboot initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance, we can confirm a workforce reduction. I already read this shit. Uh, extended. While these changes are difficult, they were necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for our company and particularly the particularly those associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service uh, to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. The layoffs come at a time when Game Informer, video game print publication published by GameStop, also announced a series of layoffs to its editorial staff. GameStop has been in a difficult position for the last couple of years. In August, GameStop laid off over 50 regional district field leaders and consolidated its regional offices. All of this is part of the realignment strategy to help the company reposition itself in a changing games retail market. So with all that said, they just lay off more people. All, you know, headquarters, company headquarters, so it seems corporate people. What do we make of this? My bigger question is, do you think this is actually uh, going towards something that could possibly help them? Or do you think this is just kind of part of the motion of eventually dying off? And what do you think about how Game Former has been affected? Well, okay, so like first and foremost, uh, it sucks for both companies for anyone who lost their jobs. What he says, I, I mirror that. Every yeah. time we talk about the stuff, you know, we don't want to see anyone lose their jobs. Um, I know at least with the corporate guys, they're probably going to have an easier, uh, easy time finding jobs. Uh, it kind of sucks big time for the the magazine people because that's not a booming. Field right now it's dying off in general so um hopefully they can find something um and hopefully it, it's not uh a lot of the stuff that i listen to seth uh vent about on a daily basis <laughs> yeah uh as far as like what i see here i see honestly what i kind of expected to see from them um whether they can turn around or not will be interesting to see because I I don't know what their strategy is going to be to compete in an industry that is going more and more digital. Um, and then they're, the people who are able to sell in the physical market are, are not game stores. They're I sell everything stores, Walmarts, Targets, mm -hmm. Best Buys, stuff like that. So, um, and then of course, you, you know, you have to worry about the, the huge fucking Amazon, you know, type of thing. So, mm -hmm. Um, they're in a tricky spot. I, I, you know, be, like I said, I'm curious to see, I, I don't want to just call anything, but I do feel like, um, you know, they have a really big hill to climb up. So, um, if I had to guess, unless someone has like a crazy good strategy, they're probably going under, but I don't necessarily want to see that i'd like to see them be creative and maybe come up with something and i wasn't thinking of and i would be excited for mm -hmm. personally transparency sake i hate gamestop so you worked for him back in the day i did for four years and 
yeah, I'm not going to go into story time on that. I just, I yeah. don't like the company. So me neither. So I've been kind of watching this demise happen over a long time, like everybody else. And to me, this just seems like your ship is sinking and you're panicking and trying to figure out what do we do? What do we do? Okay. Make the boat lighter. So you start shoving people off the fucking boat. I don't think it's going to help them. I do think GameStop will go under unless they, uh, redesign their company as something else. You drop the name GameStop because it's associated with video games. They're obviously moving away from that. So they need to turn into something else. I don't know what you can offer though, because all the novelty shit you sell, you can get everywhere else. Unless they kind of go into like every type of game, like they start doing pen and paper, tabletop, you know, like board games and shit like that. And even then that is still kind of a niche market. So. Yeah. And so it's, it's really hard to tell. I just, I don't buy that they're going to be able to fix this, but of course they're going to try. And it's kind of crazy because they've been fighting really fucking hard. Cause there's a couple times there where I thought they were going to get bought out. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, fought that off somehow. So they're really trying to save this company, but they're, they have to do something crazy. Uh, as for Game Informer, you know, and, and GameStop, you know, anyone losing their job, that sucks. But at a corporate level, you know, you're starting to, starting to get into those higher up people. That's not a good sign. Um, also, it's not like the little man we're talking about there. So it's just like it, it's just a sign of, of the demise of the company. Uh, but as for Game Informer, I really and, you know, this might be controversial, even though I'm on the Internet every day and I see the much Most people agree with me. I don't like gaming publications. I think they've completely uh, deviated away from uh, the actual uh, gaming community. And I feel like they are living off of um, the past and where they they were the people. They were the arbiters. They were the ones who gave us the information. And now they just get the info when we do. And then they want to tell us about it. And we're like, no, no, we already found out. Do you have an opinion that's worth listening to? Oh, you don't? Okay, we're going to continue our conversation. You fuck off. Um, so, and Game Informer's been part of that. Now, of course, the legacy of Game Informer, I used to fucking read Game Informer all the time. I used to love it. It was a different time then. Nowadays, it's different as well. It makes sense. It's going under um, and, and losing people because the company that owns it's already going under, but also gaming publications in general are going under. They're all struggling. Um, a lot of them have gone. A lot of them are downsizing. They're struggling. They're putting out clickbait, rage bait articles to you know drive clicks and get money because they don't have anything else to offer. So you know, <clears throat> for the legacy of it, it, sucks to watch. But at the same time, that is just bad. I mean, it's a sign of the times. I, all these motherfuckers need to hop on YouTube or something and make their own channels and start and start build the sh building the shit up. Easy Allies, all the guys from uh, Game Trailers that went under years ago. They're all doing a YouTube thing, and it's fucking fantastic. It's completely devoid of all the stupid, you know, political shit that you see from a lot of these people, and uh, all the, you know, we're gonna tell you how it is. Fucking, we give you the info. Well, no, you don't. Nobody does. We all get it on Twitter at the exact same time now, um, and so you know, people like Easy Allies are doing a great job. Um, these people need to do the same thing. They need to, I mean, obviously they're making money. They got a job. They need to keep it. But you gotta look at the future. It's time to fucking start. Um, uh, you know, future proofing your career and your in your platform of where you're at right now. You have a platform that's been given to you. You're there already. You can get it out there and start up. You know, like you said, a podcast or something. Um, that's what I would do if I was them. But I'm not them. So uh, overall, GameStop I think is gonna go under eventually. Although I saw an FYE at the mall the other day, the Tacoma Mall. Remember that? No. For your entertainment. It was like an old like place where you used to buy like DVDs and shit. 
I'm drawing a huge blank. Like man. 10 years ago. There used to be an FYE at the, the I, mall near here. I don't remember last week. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> that's an old school store that used to be like um, CDs and DVDs and shit, right? Okay. I saw one of those at the mall and I was like, FYE exists still? Looked in there, like in the way in the fuck back, there was like a DVD section, but the rest of it was all like plushies and novelty stuff. So I was like, when I saw that, now I'm thinking about this, I'm like, that's what GameStop's going to do the exact same thing. Like they're going to do the exact same thing. They have to. Yeah. But that, I saw that just like Kmart. I think there still is Kmart. There's one blockbuster somewhere. I think it's in Oregon. So like some of these fuckers take a Sears. A lot of these fuckers take forever to go down. So it's kind of crazy to watch, but yeah, I, I just, I do not see a future for GameStop, especially when you look at digital sales every year going up and up and up there's still a market to buy physical copies but there's no reason you can't get those physical copies anywhere now gamestop is not the place you have to get them now i mean hell walmart sells everything at 50 bucks right off the bat yeah and amazon you can get it the day of and 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 you don't have to go into a store where somebody's trying to fucking upsell you and shit so there's just there's no future for gamestop so no no country for old gamestop um anything else you want to Put out there i i really didn't say i just kind of went on a rant kind of but <laughs> it's shitty but it makes sense it is shitty uh, but not not on the corporate level on a like the people losing their jobs level it's shitty yeah so other than that i mean like i said already i'm just waiting to see i'm curious what they'll do and obviously a part of that curiosity is mostly because i have like a for, like a weird connection to gamestop anyways so yeah yeah. Less on the comments. What do you what do you make of this? What do you make of the 14% of the company headquarters associates being laid off 120 people from GameStop? Um, what do you think about the future of GameStop? Do you think they have a chance at surviving in this market? Do you think they don't? What about that upcoming recession I keep hearing about? Uh, let's get real dark. Uh, what do you think about Game Informer? Uh, being, you know, under them and, and also feeling some of the loss. And uh, do you think there's a future for them? And do you think there's a future for publications? Or is it all just going to YouTube at this point and watching the individual talk about games versus the group of people who, um, you know, just tell you the info that we all pretty much have at this point? So uh, what's your thoughts on this topic? Let me know in the comments below. Last bit of news. We're going to do this real quick because I didn't realize we we're fucking getting this close to the end of all things. Last bit of news. Star Wars Battlefront 2 loot box controversy. We hit rock bottom. EA Dice says via IGN. They said Star Wars Battlefront 2 is almost two years old, but the developers at EA Dice are finally moving on from the loot box controversy that dogged the first year of Star Wars Battlefront 2. We hit rock bottom in terms of player sentiment, but now it's climbing every month, says uh, Dennis Bronvall, uh, who is the design director for Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was supposed to be EA Dice's definitive take on the Battlefront series, which EA inherited from Pandemic Studios. Unfortunately, the decisions to include loot boxes that potentially allowed players to earn powerful upgrades, which players said were pay to win, severely harmed the hype of the game ahead of its launch. EA Dice removed loot boxes from the game 24 hours before launch. Battlefront 2's loot box controversy grew beyond uh, the game and brought the ethical and legal uh uh, efficacies of loot boxes into the mainstream discussion not a week goes by without us thinking imagine if we hadn't launched with loot boxes the way we did that is that would be quite the the difference in uh, the outcome the loot box controversy may have led to battlefront 2's less than expected sales but ea dice has 
been toiling away on free updates despite the negative reactions at launch. Braunvoll said that the team approached the situation like how Ubisoft has treated Rainbow Six Siege. They didn't launch the way they wanted, but now it's doing well, and I think we're on a similar trajectory. EA DICE recently announced the newest Battlefront 2 roadmap at Gamescom, which outlines the new content coming to the game starting August or in August through December 2019. This includes new maps like Felucia uh, uh, or Felucia, I'm not sure, new reinforcements with the clone commandos, all leading up to Star Wars Episode 9, the Rise of Skywalker tie-in event in December, and the fucking Swiss Army Knife lightsaber. Um, Braunvoll says that the developers will stick to Battlefront 2 and its live service uh, approach to updates. Dice has been on SQL treadmill for quite a while, and I think the industry is changing rapidly. So while there's no clear plans for Battlefront 3 just yet, Battlefront 2, uh, Battlefront 2 will continue to see updates and monthly improvements like many games as service titles currently operating within the games industry. What do we think about Battlefront 2, uh, them essentially coming out and saying that they fucked up, they shouldn't have done the loot boxes this late uh, saying that, and how they um, pretty much said, well, we always say when it comes to Ubisoft, Ubisoft supports the fuck out of the games really well. And even if the game comes out and doesn't do that well, they will work on it until they can fix it. Interesting to hear DICE notice that and take that approach. We think about the whole thing. And do you have interest in playing Battlefront 2? I have no interest in playing Battlefront 2. Um, <laughs> Easy. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I do think it's funny that it's a guy from DICE saying imagine if we wouldn't have done all this stuff even though we all know that was ea's decision to do that um i also think it's funny that there is a quote in there where he says which the players called them play to win taking no personal responsibility for that um so the only thing here i honestly agree with this guy is when he's talking to towards the end where he's talking about how games as a service um, and how the industry is changing. And I think most of us can agree. We are seeing a lot of games going more for long-term on their games instead of rapid-firing sequels. And I personally am a fan, and I hope they keep doing that because I don't want to keep buying $60 games With all the time. certain games. Yes. I was about to say, Remnant from the Ashes, which came out recently, which I'm really digging, one of the things I keep reading in reviews is saying, it's just a game. You buy it. It's got a beginning. It's got a fucking end. You can replay it with your friends. It's not a game as service as service game. There's no like systems of like updating constantly and shit. And like thought about them, like yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, I kind of miss those games where you just buy it and it's done. Sure. Although I obviously we talk about all the time. I'm also into the games as a service as long as it's done well, mm -hmm. as long as supported well. But they can kind of drag on too. So it's kind of like a obviously case by case basis. It, no, it hundred percent is. But when you're making something like a Rainbow Six or a yeah. Battlefront, Battlefront two um, for sure. I think that lends itself to that games of service. I've been saying it since even before the industry went this direction when I was working for the company that we were just talking about in the last news story mm -hmm. that games like Madden don't make sense to me that they make one every year when they could just update the fucker. So yeah, um, they make too much money, $60 a year on that. That's why. But anyways, mm -hmm. it does make more sense. Regardless of, of that, I it is interesting to, to hear them essentially – say everything that everyone's already said about them. Um, I am glad to see that they're taking a better approach with the game. I'm glad that it's doing well because once again, I don't want to see the devs suffer because of the publisher's bad choices. Um, even though DICE has had their own problems, but that's beside 100%. the point. But 
hopefully this is a turnaround point. That's that's pretty much what I'm trying to get to here. So, all right. So I'm gonna give them credit for sticking in there, doing the fucking Hello Games thing, and going. We're not gonna give up. I get that. That's good. Especially like you said, these the devs don't want to make a bad game. They don't want people to hate their fucking game. Blah 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 blah. I have heard decent things about Battlefront Two, um, as it's been out although it is still very much a dead game uh, if you look at the servers a lot of the game types you're not fucking playing uh those game types because there's nobody to play with uh this is also apparent in like battlefield games as well but they're really bad about separating uh content so i know they've gotten better about that so dice is kind of like always up in the air with the way they support their games anyway um so it's 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 good they admit uh, they're at fault in some capacity. Um, I think it's a little too late. Um, them also saying that people thought, you know, those loot boxes were pay to win. They absolutely were because there was aspects of the game that you unlocked only through loot boxes, uh, like playable characters and shit. So that's, that's stupid. It's really bad design. Um, but, uh, you know, if anything, I am glad to see that they uh, swallowed their pride and they're releasing free content. They said in this last year uh, that or the year we're in right now, they've released more stuff in this year than the launch year. So they have upped their production. So, I mean, if you think about it outside of this singular game as a brand, they have to save this because if they want to make a battlefront three, they got to save the name. So they got to leave a better taste in your mouth when the game's done than when it came out. So, um, you know, I see this game on sale all the time for really cheap, like fucking eight bucks, 12 bucks all the time. I've almost picked it up a couple times and I have a pretty big, like, fuck that game mentality. Um, but at that price, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of curious. The game looks great. I already know it looks great. Uh, I've heard really good things. You know, maybe I should help get the community back up because there's people playing it who enjoy it. I'm sure they would love to have people to play with and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, maybe I should wait till Battlefront 3. Maybe we, we should do a fucking uh, a reset. Let's try it again. I'm sure this game is great, but like for me, maybe I need to get re-excited for a game. Um, show me Battlefront 3, and then maybe we can start from there. And you start uh, in a better way and not try and fuck me over. Um, or, you know, make like, you know, a kind of a hollow game when it came out. Um, and maybe I'll pick it up this time around. But like I have a lot of reservations when it comes to EA right now anyway. Yeah. With almost everything that they're making. Uh, you know, there's the controversy with Apex Legends, which everybody, you know, loved that game when it came out, but like they're sitting there calling like the audience a bunch of dicks and stuff. And I'm like, not a good move. I get you get pissed off, but you got to chill. Then, you know, Dice is having problems left and right. Fucking the guy who runs EA just will not learn. He doesn't give a fuck. They're trying to redefine, uh, you know, microtransactions and loot boxes, uh, which is really sneaky. Um, so, you know, EA is, a, EA is a company. My problems with DICE, especially with Battlefield Five, um, I already have a negative connotation when it comes to all that anyway. So, uh, but just on the dev side, the guys working on this game, trying to make it better, I can commend that. That's, that's cool. I hope they can nail it. If I hear enough good things, I might consider picking it up because it's always on sale really cheap anyway. I wouldn't be surprised to see this game go free to play, although then it might lead to an expectation of three being free to play. So that's probably why they won't do it. Also, EA is really good about releasing a game and then selling it to you for 30 bucks like the first month. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's just something to look forward to with all EA games. Um, but overall, you know, stick to it. Hopefully this game gets better, but I might wait till Battlefront 3 to reconsider. Um, unless, you know, enough people in the community or people I know maybe start playing Battlefront 2, I would consider it then. But on my own, I will not. I will not take that step forward on my own. So uh, keep at it. 
learn from Ubisoft. Ubisoft learned its lessons a lot already as well. There were some pretty negative uh, opinions on them for a long time. Those have kind of faded, which has been nice to uh, see. And um, yeah, hopefully Battlefront 2 gets good. And hopefully DICE gets their fucking shit together. And hopefully EA listens and stops being a bunch of fucking assholes when it comes to like every game they release. Because they just don't care. I used to try and be like nuanced with my opinion on EA. Fuck that. I don't care. They, you, you don't fuck up that much. You don't do that much shitty stuff and, and get me trying to like, well, I understand. No, right. they're, they're pieces of shit. So, uh, yeah. So overall, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anything else you want to say on that? No. Less on the comments. What do you think about DICE admitting that they hit rock bottom and they're working, uh, you know, from fucking start from the bottom. Now that now we're here. Um, and, uh, what do you think about the future of Battlefront 2? Um, are you playing Battlefront 2? Did you play it? Are you planning on play it, playing it? Uh, what would it take to get you into it or back into it? Are you just going to wait around for Battlefront 3? Have you completely just said, fuck them, I'm not playing it? Uh, and yeah, what do you think about EA in general? Um, and let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Battlefront 2, loot box controversies and hitting rock bottom and everything that we talked about in this episode. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty the Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to sure check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty the Gaming. Uh, check out my streams on YouTube, Twitch, and Mixer. Uh, Tasty Senpai on Twitch and 9wall9 on Mixer. And you can check out my streams here on YouTube as well when I stream because I triple stream. How do you say that? Dual, triple, is it a triple stream? Triple, the trip stream. Um, we have Discord, link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us in audio form. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Until the next episode, which we got Game of the Month and uh, Plus Club coming up this week. So two episodes coming up this week. I'm going to be doing streams as well because all I want to do, I got my second computer all built up, bought a brand new video card that can play everything on Ultra and shit. So I'm fucking ready to go. I'm ready to stream some shit. So stay tuned for that. But until the next episode, have a good week, guys, and take it easy.